1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Our
2: baseball insider Robert Murray has been traveling the country. Yep, he was in California for the GM meetings, and he's got all the news for you. Baseball offseason. It's hot. It's right now on the Baseball Insiders. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen and Robert Murray. Robert Murray. Good to see you, Burt, but I, I'm angry at you. You were going out to the GM meetings. We're supposed to talk every day. I didn't hear from you. You straight dissed your boy, Carm, because you had more important things to do. Uh, I, I,
1: I want an apology to start this podcast. Will you apologize? Yeah, I'm actually going to get down on my two knees and start like bowing to you, Carm, and just apologizing profusely. Uh, like, I got to be better. Uh, it's just a, a very tough look for me, and uh, I promise I'll make it up to you
2: it's okay don't worry I mean we're I I listen I'm I'm sure I'll let you down at some point but just know that I missed you I was hungry for more bird in my life and and I and I felt a void I you just need to know that as we start this pod because I know there's 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 news happening and uh, there's also a lot of rumors behind the scenes it's it's an exciting time with a lockout uh, coming right at us should we start with your guy Freddie Freeman World Series hero and uh, what is the future of Freddie? We all think he's going to end up back in Atlanta, right?
1: Correct. I think it's, there's a very good chance that he ends up returning back to Atlanta. It's just taking a lot longer than both sides would prefer because they've been very clear about there being mutual interest, and there's a lot of it. Um, and when there's, when there's mutual interest, there's often deals that are, that are made. And in this case, I did not talk to a single person out in Carlsbad, California, who thought that Freeman would leave. Now, there are good fits for Freeman. You can look at the Yankees. You can look at the Angels. I know the Angels were rumored even during the season as a potential suitor for, for Freeman. I'll give you an oddball one if, if you're very inclined for that or if you're so inclined. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so the Dodgers, like this is more of a speculative fit rather than like definitive information, but I had a couple of people who are very wise Um, tell me that Freeman could be a fit in L.A. if they move Max Muncie to second base. And that being said, I would call this deal more of a fantasy than reality. Um, And it's, it's more than likely not going to happen because the Dodgers, they have five very good free agents that they want to keep. They're not going to be able to keep them. And I can't see them not keeping their own guys and signing somebody else to a monster contract who's outside the organization.
2: So we're going to get to the free agent shortstops uh, down the line here. But uh, Corey Seager, when you, you name, they, they've got all these free agents assigned. We, we are still sticking with uh, no, nothing different than he's leaving and we'll end up in someone else's uniform on, the, on that front? Correct.
1: Yeah, I think Seager's going to end up being gone. He's going to end up get commanding a, a very large contract, probably the second most expensive behind Carlos Correa. My guess there is probably the Yankees, but there's going to be a lot of teams involved there.
2: Interesting. All right, we'll, we'll get into that uh, coming up here, too. Look, Freddie Freeman belongs in Atlanta. I, I, maybe it's because I'm, uh, you know, uh, an old-school baseball guy at this point, but dudes who play with one team for their entire career is cool. Winning the World Series is awesome. Being Freddie Freeman in that jersey and the love that he has down there is nothing that you want to break up. I think all of that is perfect. It is interesting that you mentioned the Yankees because – they're mentioned in everything. Uh, Carlos Correa's uh, at the top of the list. But if, if it's not Freeman, who do you think plays first base for the Yankees next year?
1: I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo. Uh, like, there is a report. I want to say it was from NJ.com that Rizzo's like, – somebody in Rizzo's family said that he wants to return there, and I, I can't confirm that. But I think Rizzo's a perfect fit for the Yankees, and it won't be nearly as expensive as Freeman. Uh, I think that should be a pretty affordable contract. And would also, if you sign a guy like Rizzo as opposed to Freeman, you have the room to sign one of those top shortstops. So like, what would you rather have, Carm? Would you rather have Freddie Freeman and like a lesser shortstop, or would you rather have Anthony Rizzo and uh, Corey Seeger?
2: I'm not sure, and maybe I'm an idiot here, maybe I'm biased, but I'm not <coughs> sure that I wouldn't rather have Rizzo than Freeman, period. Uh, I mean, t- t- tell me where at this stage in their career projecting out, how is Freeman such a, a, a better bet than Rizzo? Can you answer that for me? Because I can't. I mean, I, to me, uh I mean I think I think Rizzo's gonna hit for more power uh in, in Yankee Stadium. Um and defensively, you know, you, you can't you can't have any problems with Anthony Rizzo. Like what's what what is the huge upgrade in Freeman that I'm missing here, or am I?
1: Yeah, I, I think you're, I don't think you're wrong in valuing Rizzo, but I also think Freeman's just a very well-rounded player. Um, and I'm not saying that Rizzo isn't, but he's an elite player. Um, and there's a reason why teams, especially Atlanta, uh, value him so much. He's got power. He can play defensively like, really well. Um, he can hit the – like. He, what, what did he average a couple of years ago? It was an absurd, an, an absurd number. Um well let,
2: let's 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 look at the old Freddie Freeman uh trajectory here as he's what gonna be in his twelfth season coming up here, right? So yeah. it, which it's you know he's he's a full we're we're talking about a full vet here,
1: you
0: know,
2: yeah,
1: it does not feel like he's been in the lead that long. I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like he should be in like year six or seven, but maybe that's just me.
2: So Freddie Freeman, for the record, was a rookie uh, in 2010. His first full year really was, uh, I mean, that year he played, that was a September uh, situation. Then he played, you know, became a full-time player in 2011. Last year, uh, Freddie Freeman, 695 plate appearances. It's the most in baseball. That's uh, some significant durability. I mean, he does not miss time, uh, which is is, uh, another quality for him. But. Uh, he hit 300 with an OBP of 393, slugged 503. So that gives you an OPS of 896, coming down from an incredible MVP year uh, in 2020. But of course, that's 2020, which I think you can, you know, it, it, that t- holds on another, a whole different type of level. He was, he was fourth in MVP voting in, in 2018, eighth in, in 19. I'm not saying he's not a better player than Anthony Rizzo, but we're talking about two guys that are getting towards the twilight. He's going to be 32 years old. Um, you know, his home run numbers have remained very consistent. He mean, 31 last year after 38 and 19. I mean, yeah. these are, you know, the, the most he's ever had was the 38. So he's still producing at a, an enormous clip. I get it. Um, yeah, but... You you still think you're you're paying for past performance at some point here?
1: No, exactly. It's not like you're going to end up getting the best version of Freddie Freeman. Like he's he's still going to be a very good player, but at and this is something that ended up popping into my head with Freeman. The minimum that he's probably going to get on an annual basis is probably about twenty six million per year, um, which is in line with Paul Goldschmidt. Like that's the minimum, and you got to think you probably get a couple more million per year, if not a little bit more than that, and. I don't know what Rizzo is going to get in free agency, but my gut feeling is that he's going to end up turning into a relative bargain. And if you're looking for more bang for your buck, I think Rizzo would end up being that guy, which I can totally see what you're talking about, but I think Freeman is a better player, but Rizzo is going to end up being like the better value. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Rizzo had 22 bombs last year. Um, You know, it's not 31, but it ain't that far away. He Mm -hmm. also, you know, was playing on two different teams. So throw, throw that into the mix. Uh, he's just been a very consistent player, man. 27, 25, 32, 32, 30. Now we're going back. I mean, you're not getting the same guy and he's had back issues every single year that he's been in there, but we're on the same page here. Rizzo (laughs) short. You're going to get him for what? What do you think here?
1: Two years and 36. I I think maybe even less than that, honestly. Okay. Like that could end up being like, I've been trying to figure this one out. I don't, I don't, have a general idea of what that deal is going to look like, which it's, it's an, it's an odd feeling. Let's just say that, but I think he's going to end up being a pretty, pretty valuable player. But also with, with both of these guys, I want to mention that a lot of teams around the league rightfully like value these guys as, as leaders, like they're going to step in and they're going to be prominent voices in the clubhouse from day one. And I would imagine for a contending team, or maybe even a young contending team, like that's going to prove extremely valuable, and that was last year for the Braves. Like Freeman was was very crucial to their success, and like I just I don't see there's any way that he leaves Atlanta.
2: And I get it. Like some players are worth more to certain teams than they are elsewhere, and Freddie Freeman I think falls under that. And, and dude, you earn it, buddy. Get paid. Uh, Darn right. Go for we'll it. Get your dough. All right. Let's let's move to the uh, little little pitching because uh, our our first. Uh, Big deal, I guess, of the offseason was Eduardo Rodriguez leaving Boston, going to Detroit five years, uh, a reported 77 million buckaroos for the 28-year-old lefty um, who has been with the Red Sox for the last seven years. And he uh, rejected the Red Sox 18 and uh, some odd million dollar qualifying offer, which is a great place to be in life. So our our first pitcher is gone. Reaction from, from Bert, did this surprise you at all? Detroit
1: getting aggressive. It did not surprise me that it was Detroit. Like I got rumblings late last night that it was like something was happening involving Rodriguez. Uh, I just didn't know what team, but I tried narrowing it down, and I was down to either Boston, Toronto, or Detroit. I know the Angels were involved in some extent, um, but I actually found out late last night that Toronto was was out, um, which is usually a good sign that a deal is imminent. Uh, but they made a they they made a big push for Rodriguez. I don't know if that's been reported quite yet. Um, but Toronto has has missed on Rodriguez and Andrew Heaney, who they also had a lot of interest in. But if we're sticking strictly with Rodriguez and Detroit, I was not surprised he ended up there, but getting five years for 77 million, they that caught me way off guard. I was expecting maybe two or three uh years in for uh for him but like so i mean think just let me just bottom
2: line this before before you go on he had near i close to five last year four seven yeah. seven he missed all of 2020 with myocarditis um following the, you know he had a COVID 19 uh, infection so uh, you know, that's not uh to your point that's 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 a lot going on behind the scenes they're both on and off the
1: field yeah correct and like and the the Tigers, they're very confident that they can end up getting the most out of Rodriguez. And Like there's a lot of underlying numbers that suggest like it's very possible, but giving him five years is a huge gamble. And he has the ability to opt out after two years. But I, like, as I said, I was thinking he was going to end up getting a two or three year deal. And the fact that he got five, I got it. I got executives and other agents texting me that the Tigers are quote crazy for giving this kind of contract. And you like, I don't think you can give Rodriguez five years for 77 and call it quits after that. Like this has to be the precursor to a lot of different moves throughout this winter. And they're connected heavily behind the scenes to the shortstop. And I asked their general manager, Alex or Alex Avila or Al Avila, I should say, um, like if shortstop was their number one priority in free agency. And he is like, I'm not willing to say that it's our number one priority, but we need a shortstop. And they're going to target, they've talked to all five of the top free agents agents. Um, And I would imagine Carlos Correa is number one on their list. Wow.
2: That's, that's, that's super interesting. Um, is he number one on anyone else's
1: list? Yes. <laughs> I would imagine he's number one on most lists. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. He's uh Correa is going to get paid and, yeah. If you end up looking at the fit with the, the Tigers, you got A.J. Hinch there. They need a face of the franchise. They have a huge hole at shortstop. Like, it makes a ton of sense. Like They're not going to stop talking to the other free agent shortstops, but I, I think the Tigers, I, I feel pretty good about them landing Correa or at least one of these shortstops.
2: Okay. Um, let's go back to the starting pitchers here. Uh, who, do you, who do you think might be the next domino to fall here? Any ideas on that?
1: Um, I've heard a lot of different rumblings in different cases here. You can like, you can look at a guy like Alex Wood, um, who is another left-handed pitcher who's gotten pretty strong interest throughout the league. Uh, the giants are one team who is strongly in, um, the, there's other teams that are in on Wood. I think the Cardinals are one of the teams involved, uh, cause they're seeking a ground ball pitcher and like, he would fit perfectly with their defense. You can look at a guy like Noah Syndergaard. Um, I would imagine he probably ends up signing a one-year deal, but... Uh, like, Did he reject
2: are, his qualifying offer from the Mets?
1: Not yet. Um, like, okay, That's that? one of the very few uh, qualifying offer decisions that we're, we're, we're awaiting right now, but um, I would imagine he rejects that. You think he rejects it. Hey, so
2: you for a multi-year deal then? Cause uh, you know, here's a guy who's coming off Tommy John. He's a qualifying over. I mean, we're talking about 18 million bucks. Maybe, you know, the argument would be reestablish your value and you can get more uh, in a year or I don't know if somebody, I guess if you think you can get paid right now, then there's that.
1: Yeah. My educated guess is that he ends up signing a one-year deal. Um, and then wants to end up hitting the market again after a full season and, or at least what he hopes is a full season. And then ends up landing that lucrative contract that many people have envisioned. But my, my strong hunch is that he signs a one-year contract. Interesting.
2: Okay. All right. Noah Syndergaard. Um, your are uh, along your strong hunch then. You, th- you think he's on the move or do you think he stays put?
1: Ooh, good question, Carm. Um, I don't, I
2: mean, if he's, if he's, it sounds to me like you're saying that at least you think that he might be on the move because, I mean, what, if you're going to sign a one-year deal, why not just take the qualifying offer with the Mets, right? I mean,
1: yeah, but I think at the end of the day, you could probably end up getting a little bit more than the qualifying offer. At least that's okay. what I would imagine he's probably hoping for. But um, right now, I just I don't know what that market's going to look like for Syndergaard. Like, I'd like I'd imagine there's pretty decent outside interest in him, but um, I can't say for sure if he's going to leave.
2: Okay, fair enough. Hey, uh, let's move over to some of the playoff teams. Uh, we'll yeah. get to the brew. Get to the Brewers in a second, but San Francisco's got money. San Francisco apparently is less and less interested in Chris Bryant, according to multiple reports, which um, hurts my heart because KB, you're my guy. Um, what What do you think the Giants do with all this dough?
1: Yeah, they got money to spend. They got, and they've made it clear to people they've talked to, they've got a ton of money to spend, and they're going to seek out players who fit the description of the ones they signed last year um, undervalued players who may have not been used properly with other teams um, that with a couple of adjustments can end up taking the next step and then end up hitting for agency in a year or two um, and end up making significant dollars, but they're also going to end up looking at the top of the market. They're not going to just seek these one or two year deals every year because that's not sustainable. Um, I would imagine they end up looking um I don't know. I don't have specific names at the top of the market, um, but like they're going to look in that category this year. Um, Alex Wood is somebody on their radar. Um, I could see Michael Lorenzen being a a player that they like. Um, I reported the other day that uh, there's a lot of West coast teams that are interested in, in Lorenzen. I, I can't nail down which teams for sure, but um, the giants to me make a ton of sense. Um, But they're going to be very active because, well, I mean, they have to be, they have four rotation spots that need to be filled. I'd imagine they keep at least one of those guys from the rotation from last year. Um, but I had a Giants executive say, expect the unexpected, because when people zig, we zag. And I asked him what that means or who they could target, and he responded with a smiley face. So um, I don't know if there's a smiley face on the open market, but, um, yeah, like they're, uh, they're a very fascinating bunch, but they've made it clear that they have a lot of money to spend.
2: Do we think Red for life Lorenzen is
1: on the move? Yes, I, w- I would imagine he's gone. Um, I, I don't like I, you could see, as I said, the Giants, like you could also look at a team like the Angels who are desperately looking for starting pitching. Um, like they've also made it clear too that their payroll is not set in the fact that they are not going to be ruling themselves out on anything. and that means a guy like Lorenzen that could mean. Uh, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez before he signed, like Max Scherzer, like any free agent starting pitcher, like they're going to be in on, and they're going to be in on them aggressively. So um, Lorenzen, I think, is as good as gone out of Cincinnati, though. Um, And I don't know when he'll sign, but I know his market's pretty active right now.
2: Can you tie the Angels in with any of the former Cubs? Did that happen? Does Joe Maddon want any of these guys on his club? I wonder.
1: You know, I thought coming into or yeah, like coming into last year, I was thinking that Anthony Rizzo is gonna be pretty heavily connected there, because um, I mean they, like I thought they could use a shorts or a, a first baseman, um, but I just I don't know if that's gonna end up happening. They got some some pretty good pieces there. Uh, I'm trying to think. They got Baez, who's a free agent, uh, Bryant.
2: Those are the three. Bryant Baez, Rizzo that I'm thinking about right now. I mean Oh, Kyle
1: Schwarber too. And but, Schwarbs, and Schwarbs, yeah. sure. My bad. Yeah, yep. how, how dare you? Yeah, now you disappointed me, Carm. Schwarbs is my guy.
2: That that was yeah. that was terrible. I apologize to Kyle Schwarber <laughs> and uh the Dinger Bats company who we used to work with and we went down and did a video down there uh that unfortunately um didn't work out the way we wanted to, but Kyle Schwarber, we love you. What about uh what about the Brewers and Josh Hader? that's been a little contentious.
1: Yeah, it's very contentious. Um, I have gotten a lot of mixed opinions on the likelihood of a trade, which has basically been along the lines of the previous off seasons. I will say there's more buzz about a trade this year than there has been in the past. Um, And there's teams that are checking in on hater. Like as you would expect. Um, But I, I, the dang! Did something just happen? Are anything? Anything good? Uh, or got a barber shop. What do we got? Uh, no barber shops. I I do need to get a, a trim on the sides. Though we're starting to get a little shaggy. We might be up to like a half or something. Not even really? a one. Really, yeah, I mean I,
2: for those listening on the pod you can't see but those on the video side this dude is guys is, is like military tight
1: over there. Oh you're darn right Karma. You got to be looking good for uh as a single guy, you got to be looking fresh. So
2: I, I I one of these pods we could go deep into your dating life. I'd love to hear what it's like up there for Oh you. god. Yeah.
1: I've told you you need to have a, at least 10 beers with you cuz it's it's a doozy. Uh, uh but we have we have a good time. Oh, there
2: we go. Uh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Where were we? What were we talking about? I'm uncomfortable.
1: You know, I, I was just thinking the same thing on my end. I could feel my cheeks getting a little red. So <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't even know what, uh, what we, were, no, we
2: we're, were. We're sitting right here with Josh Hader and the brewers and uh, at a potential, uh, oh, I don't yeah. know is, is I mean, if, if haters out there, I would think somebody would pay a lot.
1: I totally agree with you. And I, there's teams that I think, fit for hater i mean there's basically every team is going to want an elite closer like that it just comes down to price um you look at a team like the braves um i think they make a lot of sense for him and they have the prospect capital to get him i look at a team like the rays i think there's a, a a really nice fit there um for a role in the ninth inning it just will they be willing to take on contract like Hater is going to be 10 plus million this year when they have even tighter restrictions on the Brewers. I don't think so. Um, maybe the Padres too. Uh, I know they've explored that in the past. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're in on that again. Actually, I, I believe they've checked in on Hater already, um, which is what AJ Preller does, but there's going to be a lot of teams that are in on Hater. As I said, there's more buzz about a potential trade this year than there has been in the past, but unless they're blown away with an offer, I just don't know if this is the year, but I will leave you with this. They have, <laughs> oh, I, I got to build a suspense up here, Carmen. Yeah. Okay. I um, got it. I got it. Um, they have contracts coming off the books following this year. And number one is Lorenzo Cain. Um, and they have a couple others. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but either way, this may be their last true chance to contend with this current team. And if they don't end up winning it all this year, I would imagine they're going to want to salvage something for Hader, and maybe his value is the, at the highest ever Is like, right now in the, this offseason, but they would still get a ransom for him at the trade deadline or even after this season. So um, we may be having another 365 days more of Josh Hader trade rumors is what I'm trying to say.
2: Interesting. Uh, well, Hader, for his part, is uh... – hold on a second here as it pops up. He's 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 arbitration eligible next year. And then he's a free agent in 2024. So there's time there. Yelly's hanging around for a long time. There's that. Yeah. Uh, guys like Brandon Woodruff, um, will be a free agent in 25. So you got a little bit of time with Woodruff as well. They're not completely at the end of their run here. I mean. No, they're not.
1: And they also got Burns and Freddie Peralta who signed cheap too. And Devin Williams. We've had Devin Williams factor, by the way. That that If they trade Hader, they're very comfortable with Williams going to the ninth inning.
2: Yeah. All right. Brewers still, still kicking. All right. Let's uh, – let, let, let's tackle the, the free agent shortstops here. Do you think that this is a Correa signs first and then, or it could go in a variety of ways here. You've got Story and Correa and Seager and Javi, you know, a lot of guys. This is a very, it's
1: a rare elite class of shortstops. It sure is. And I do think Correa is going to end up being like the first guy to sign. Um, and I'll give you my reasons why is Baez and Story. They are at the bottom of, end of these shortstops, and I cannot see teams jumping the market to sign them um, when they're probably going to be in on these other guys. And you look at Marcus Simeon and uh, Corey Seager. They're both represented by Scott Boris, who is not exactly known to jumping the market. Uh, he's usually very patient with his guys, although I believe it was Jeff Passan of, of ESPN, uh, who just signed a contract extension with them, by the way, So congrats Jeff. Um hopefully he's listening and and says thank you. Good job, um, passin.
2: You're the man passing. We love you, yeah. pass. Uh,
1: Truest, I'll echo those comments for for the people back at home. But anyways, um, I, like he Passan said that those guys, their interest is is pretty significant, and they could end up signing before a potential lockout on December first. Um, but my I, guess
2: I missed that. Pass's interest is uh, was saying, what oh, about whose interest?
1: Oh, Passon said that the interest in um, Seeger and um, Simeon has been pretty, pretty hot. Okay. Um, and that they could end up signing before the December 1st lockout or potential lockout, I should say. But my guess is that uh, Correa is the one who ultimately signs first. And then the dominoes fall from there, kind of like what happened. Um, what was it? Was it Machado and Bryce Harper's free agent year? Right, I think Machado may have signed first, and then Harper signed for more because because Boris was a contract. Yeah, yeah. but uh, either way, they're going to get paid. But I think I think Correa signs first, and and the, the team that's most connected to him, the Detroit Tigers. I mean, they've already been pretty aggressive in free agency, so I, I don't, deal's not imminent, but wouldn't shock me. So speaking of the lockout, yep. If we
2: rewind back to COVID. We learned a very clear lesson that the owners are completely fine with less baseball. We do not want to pay you for games in April, May, and in that case, even June. We care about the postseason because that's where the money is, and that's when we'll kick down. So the lockout is everyone's predicting will happen in December. Your guess, Robert, here, what you're hearing at the G- GM meetings and all that as to how long it lasts. Cause it seems to me like the owners might be, Hey, Oh, we could start the season in June. That's sweet. And we don't have to pay you for April and may when the crowds are less TV ratings don't matter to them at that. I, you know, it's, th- this might play on for a, uh, a long time considering how you look at the way they went about their business in during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're going to be missing any baseball next year. Um, you and said that, that before, too, didn't you? I, yeah, I, I did. You. And I, yeah, I apologize for contradicting you because you're my guy.
2: No, um, no, 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 no. I want you to contradict me if you think I'm wrong. We can have a fair bet on this. Uh, and I hope you're right, by the way. I like my baseball
1: to start on time, damn it. But if <laughs> you wonder if it will. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a good rant for me when whenever I hear the word, damn it. Like, that's uh, that's usually a good sign for, for what's to come. I like that, by the way. Um, it's just a random nugget that I wanted to throw out there.
2: Okay, um, okay, okay. <laughs> What do, you, what
1: do you what do you think the main thing that happens
2: during the lockout that will impact fans? Are we talking length, uh, different playoff format or D.H. is the top of the list there. That's going to be universal. I mean, what do you what do you see being the resolution of this that uh, we can all go home happy and get our baseball back?
1: Yeah, I think those are two of the more pressing things that uh, are going to be discussed in this. And like, I ultimately think a universal DH is going to happen. That's at least the expectation from everybody that I, um, I talked to down at the, the GM meetings, but also like figuring out salary arbitration numbers. Like I saw, I think it was um, the Athletic who reported that they're going to determine, or at least in this latest proposal from the, or the Major League Baseball, that they're going to determine value uh, for arbitration numbers by Fangraphs war. And that did not sit well at all with the players. Like I was told there's absolutely no shot um, like that actually is the case and they need to come to an agreement on that. But like going back to your, your original question on what I think this lockout looks like, or this pending lockout is it's, there's not going to be an agreement right away by December 1st, I think it's going to end up lasting a while. And ultimately it ends up happening before spring training and maybe pitchers and catchers and, and everybody else reports a week or two later. Uh, and there's a shortened spring training, but I can't imagine that there's going to end up being regular season games missed because regular season games missed means one thing for both sides and that's money lost. And that's something that each side is really interested in and that they both like there's, they love the game. Don't get me wrong, but they're, Ultimately, in this game because they're making money. And after a COVID shortened season last year, like they lost a lot of money. And I can't see either side, especially owners, being willing to give that up because that's just, it's crucial yeah. for both sides.
2: It, it would be a bad look as far as irritating the fans. Yep. Drawn out lockouts, not what baseball needs right now. By the way, our guy, John Bueller, is writing the five destinations for Chris Bryant. He's got, The Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, the Giants, and he's got the Mets at one. Would you like to dispute Bueller's reporting here? What, name those teams again? Sorry, I had a text that popped up. I was reading it. He's got the Mets one, the Giants two, the Mariners three, and his four and five, uh, I just lost it, were, hold on, hold on, I don't think he even lists the old uh, – he has got. He doesn't even have, the, even have the Cubs on there. It's emotional. He's got the uh, – hold on. Well, let's go from the start here. They're, they're Chris Bryant. I don't know why I'm so I, – I am obsessed, Robert Murray, with, with KB. Um, no, nothing, nothing wrong with
1: that. He's a good guy to obsess over. He's got the Phillies five and the Blue Jays four. D- does, does any of that ring true to you? Yeah, like I heard you mention the Mariners. I think that's a team to definitely watch for KB. Um, Interesting. I think the Mets make a lot of sense, uh, but I think ultimately they end up resigning Javier Baez because that's Lindor's boy. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Lindor has Steve Cohen's ear. Um, like, I don't want to say Lindor runs that team, but he's got Cohen's ear. Let's just say that. Um, I, I would imagine those are the two most prominent ones uh, for sure. Like, I'm. Like that's that's good stuff by John, by the way. Um that's uh that's good dot connecting by him. It's he's my guy, so shout out to John for that. Good work. B- Bueller is the
2: ultimate workhorse superstar, always there for you, the guy you want on your team. John Bueller, we love you. Hey, let's do a wrap up here. The White Sox picked up Craig Kimbrell's 16 million dollar option, yep. and it sounds like he's going to be moved. What kind of market is there for a dude who was not good in the eighth inning last year, but has been one of the best closers in the game in the ninth and was great with the Cubs before coming over to the White Sox. Do you think the Sox get any real return
1: for Kimbrell? I think they end up getting a decent return, but not the kind of return that they ended up giving up when they got him for the Cubs. Um, But I would imagine there's going to end up being a really strong market for him because He's gonna end up being. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cheaper than than Iglesias, who's currently had the qualifying offer thrown at him for one year, eighteen point four million. Um, and I think Kimberl is a better closer than Iglesias. Um, and like, if you look at his numbers when he was with the Cubs last year, like he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Like he was phenomenal. Um, I mean, you got to see him up close being in Chicago, um, and he was he was great. So I like I would imagine there's gonna be in a team or at least a few teams. Who believe that being in the eighth inning is what impacted him last year. And then if you put him back to the ninth, you're gonna get a performance a lot closer to what he did with the Cubs. Um, and there's there's gonna be a huge market for a guy, as I said, who's on a Hall of Fame trajectory here.
2: I'm gonna go buyer beware on this one. He was scuffling at the end of his Red Sox tenure. Chris Sale was closing games. He came to the Cubs, he was not good for basically a year and a half, then he found it, then he was incredible. Then he got moved to the White Sox down the stretch, and it bothered him so much to be the eighth inning guy that he was just flat-out bad. I don't know. Which guy are you getting? I, I, I think you're on the money on that the markets they're, – they're not getting Nick Madrigal and Cody Hoyer that that level back. No. Um, but I guess the White Sox were right to bring him back and get something for him rather than just let him walk, um, although they have to deal with the hassle of moving him. So. Yeah. I'll right. tell you
1: like the Cubs getting what they did at the deadline. That was that was very good. That was a very good move. I know Madrigal is hurt, but like that's a nice piece. And Hewer is is also very good too. So to be able to land both of them for a guy who's gonna be with the White Sox for what, what? Was it two months? Like that's that's good GMing by Jed Hoyer. That's very yeah,
2: good. Yeah. 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 I mean Madrigal's an interesting guy because he's singles hitting second baseman who has been at best average with the glove, but we'll see. Uh, maybe he's a guy that, that fits into the lineup nicely because dudes that hit 300 still work
1: nowadays. Bert, did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think we ended up getting a lot of stuff covered here. Carm. Like, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say this. It would not surprise me. Um, if in the next 72 hours we have another prominent free agent go off the board. I'll, I'll leave you with that.
2: Okay. And if we do come back to the baseball insiders for a quick 10 minute recap of that, because I know Bert knows something. I think I think Bert knows something that he's not telling us right now because he wants to keep his sources tight to the vest. And uh, so we can have all the info for you on the baseball insiders, by the way, we really appreciate it. Any uh, subscribers. So jump on in here and uh, we will do our very, very best to make it worth your while. Uh, congrats on, uh, all the, all the information, Robert Murray, good job out there in in California. I'll talk to upper management if need be to, uh, (laughs) first class ticket next time. Now, no, none of this flying in the back of the plane
1: stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. How'd you know I was in the back of the plane. You got good sources, Carm. Holy geez, Louise. But no, I, I appreciate you. And, uh, and I'll just tell you, stay tuned, Carm. Stay, stay very tuned. Stay very tuned. All right. Thank you for listening.
2: We'll see you next time. Enjoy your baseball offseason. Let's hope for a short lockout and lots of fun news. Some baseball insiders, our Carmen, yours truly, and our baseball insider, Robert Murray. Thanks for listening.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies,